Hi friends, Dr. Joseph coming to you here for our podcast and excited to be with you as we're studying through 1 Timothy and I'm here for day five and uh, we're going to be reading 1 Timothy 1, 18 through 20. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. So let's read these few verses. This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you that, that by them you fight the good fight keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I've handed over to Satan so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. Now, in this uh, passage, we have where it kind of seems like a little bit of an addendum that's added to the very end of this chapter. And so you had back in verse 17, now the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. That sounds like that'd be a great end to the chapter. But Paul recognized that he needed to uh, add in one more phrase. He needed to add in one more thing. And, And because of this, he's saying that there's this command I entrust to you, this command that, uh, that is, uh, that we have in order to uh, to follow the Lord, and uh, and so because of that, because of that, we have this um, uh, this call upon our lives, and the call was placed upon Timothy's life. And I love how he calls him who he's my son. You know, uh, I love the way Adrian Rogers talked about this. Is that we all, no matter who we are, where we are, as followers of Christ. As we are teaching the next generation, we are teaching them uh, how to be sons and daughters in Christ. Therefore, we have children in the Lord. And so because of that, you have spiritual children. You have people that you are sharing the gospel with, helping them to come to faith, and helping them to grow in their faith and take their next step. And then it says, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you might fight the good fight. Well, what were some of the prophecies concerning him? Well, if you remember about Timothy, uh, Timothy was one that uh, at first they rejected him a little because they said, "Well, is he somebody that's going to be of uh, that's going to be like us?" And so Timothy went through the process to demonstrate that. And then they were there were concerns about Timothy's age, you know, that uh, Timothy was going to be too young, and uh, was he going to be able to lead the people? through this time. And so uh, Paul's writing this word of encouragement to Timothy that uh, about these things that have been said about you previously, and he, he gives him this word of encouragement that by them you fight the good fight. Uh, what a great reminder for all of us is that there's always going to be people that are going to disagree with us in different things. Even those that may uh, that claim to follow Christ, right, is that we may have different opinions about how worship may sound. We may have different opinions about uh, the way different ministries operate, the, what should be the most important thing, all those things, all that stuff. 
Uh, but all those things can really fall to the fray when it comes to uh, what should be the main thing that we're focused on. And the main thing we should be focused on is uh, lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. That is our good fight. We have an enemy, and it's not ourselves as the church body. And I, I think we even say it sometimes in, in marriage um, counseling, is that you have an enemy, and it's not your spouse. The Fighting the good fight is how you protect your marriage, is how you protect your family in this way. The same thing is true of us in our church, is that we have an enemy. The enemy is out there, and he wants to try and destroy the church. We have to fight the good fight against the enemy by proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. And may we always remember that. And, and how do we keep, how do we fight the good fight? Well, as it says in verse 19, keeping faith and a good conscience. How do we, what does it mean for us to keep the faith? You know, there's uh, some that say that's a great word study. Go through and see how many times it talks about keeping the faith. Well, to keep the faith is to keep the commandments, to obey the Lord, to choose to not to do my own thing, but to choose to do the things of the Lord. That's how we keep the faith because we're trusting that what God says is better for my life than what I think is better for my life. But I'm also keeping the faith by by guarding what is true. I want to I want to guard truth. I want to help to preserve what is true. And proclaim that, and that's how we keep the faith. And and then in hard moments and hard situations, we keep the faith. We're holding on to our faith during those moments because we know that God's ways are better than my way. My ways. God's works will show through at the right time, at the right moment, for His glory and for His purpose. That's how we keep the faith. And then because of that, we can have a good conscience. You see, the to have a good conscience means that. Uh, that I recognize I'm right with the Lord and I'm right with people. You know, remember if you go back to what uh, Jesus was asked in Matthew 22, what's the greatest commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said, and the second one is likened to it, love your neighbor as yourself. How do I have a good conscience and things? It means that I have a good relationship, a right relationship with people and with the Lord. Right, And so because of that, that's what we want to do. We have a good conscience so that we can have relationships with people. We can help them to understand the truth. We can share the gospel with them. And we can, we can live this life with this conscience of knowing I have honored and served the Lord through all these things. And he goes on and he starts to say, but let me tell you, there have some, there are some that have not done this. He says, verse uh, 19, keeping faith in a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. They've suffered, they've suffered shipwreck. How do I suffer a shipwreck in my faith? What a, what a great question. If you think about shipwrecks that often happen, and some of the greatest tragedies that have happened in the world, is whenever the the ocean has turned so much that there's no anchor for the ship to to be rooted in. But not only is there not an anchor, but there's also rocks that are hidden beneath the surface that are causing destruction. And you think about the the greatest shipwreck that's probably known to man is that of the Titanic, and it was due to a iceberg that was below the surface. And I think a lot of us sometimes we struggle in our faith because 
We're trying to live something above the surface that isn't true. And below the surface, we're struggling. There's real issues that are there. There's real pain that's there. We, we struggle with doubt, with fear, all those things. And, and listen, all those things are going to be a part of of what it uh, of our faith experience. We struggle in these things along the time. But the question comes, what am I rooted in? What is, what is my anchor secure in? Is it secure in my own thoughts? Is it secure in my feelings, in my opinions, all those things? Or is my faith, is it secure in Jesus Christ? Right? Uh, that's the rock that we want to have. And Jesus talked about that in Matthew chapter 7. Right? There's the man that built his house upon the sand. When the waves came, what happened? It destroyed the house. But those that built their house upon the rock, right? they were able to stand secure during those times. And that's what I hope that you have is a secure faith. Don't be like these that get shipwrecked by their faith. Are we going to go through hard times? Yes. Is the ocean going to have moments where it is crashing and the storms of life are happening? Yes, it's going to happen. Nobody is able to evade those things. But is my anchor sound? Is it secure in Jesus Christ? Is it is it resting upon him? Don't be like those that have rejected rejected that and shipwrecked their faith. Because what's going to happen? God's going to turn them over to their desires. He's going to turn up and you'll see the shipwreck happen more and more in their life. Yeah, it, it we may not see it above the surface, but below the surface, there's probably things that are happening there. And so listen, friends, I want this to be a word of encouragement. And here's the word of encouragement I give you today that we can just pull from this passage. Fight the good fight. Be anchored in Jesus and live in a way they have a good conscience with the Lord and with people. God bless you guys. Look forward to connecting to you on the next time with our podcast. And uh, see you again uh, with our next time. And uh, God bless you. Mm-hmm.